Bickley and Murata. Bickley and Murata mornings. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Bickley Blast. Mulligans were never meant to be a cliche. They were intended for shell-shocked golfers who go astray at the very beginning of a round, who are playing a very hard sport, and sometimes need a little help getting off to a good start. Matt Ishbia just used his mulligan, because last night's TNT's Chris Haynes reported that Isaiah Thomas would join the Suns in a prominent front office role, and not the former Suns point guard. This is the bad boy legend who ran the Knicks aground, who ruled in the Continental Basketball Association and who was accused of being the center of his own toxic workplace. And less than an hour later, after a tsunami of social media disbelief, the Suns announced there were no such plans. Ishbia and Thomas, they're only good friends. So was crisis averted? We'll see, because I still have optimism, great optimism, that Ishbia will go down as one of our great sporting reprieves ever. But it would be be a terrible look to hire an executive who was the central figure in an $11.5 million settlement the Knicks had to pay to an accuser after the painful extraction of Robert Sarver. And more to the point, it's a terrible idea to hire a former NBA superstar with a terrible record as GM just because he was one of the owner's boyhood idols. So yeah, this is a red flag to go along with all the green and white Michigan State flags you're going to see but it's also safe to say the new regime got a quick taste of how passionate, how traumatized, and how on edge this fan base happens to be. But to their credit, the new regime had a fire extinguisher handy. Let's hope they won't need it again for quite some time. All right, today's Bickley Blast brought to you by my great friends at Chapman BMW who make luxury affordable with two great locations. You can find them online at ChapmanBMW.com. I was able to talk with uh, Matt a little bit briefly this morning, and this is what he wanted me to relay. He said, I invested in this team because I believe the Suns can be the best organization in the NBA. We have the fans, the market, and the talent to compete for a title every single year, and that's what I intend to do. And, guys, another thing he intends to do, sources inform me, that he intends to bring on Isaiah Thomas, the Hall of Famer, to have a prominent role within the front office. So Isaiah Zeke, that is, will collab with James Jones in the front office. That's a big move right there. And that is uh, followed by a reversal of that report less than an hour later. Crispy Haynes on uh, TNT on the Suns-Nets broadcast last night dropping that little nugget, which had been floating around for for a few days, but the Suns uh, made it known, at least Matt Ishbia representatives made it known to uh, media covering the Suns, that will not be the case. Um, you know, w- will that be the case at the end of the season, going into next year? We shall see. Uh, that is one of the big items that is up for clarification and a question uh, that people want answers to today. When Matt Ishbia takes the podium at Footprint Center for his introductory press conference as owner, we will cover that and carry it live here on Arizona yeah. Sports. But man, it got quite the reaction oh, last did. night. It did. And and it, as it should have. Yes, I completely agree. And it was interesting to see the, the Suns fan base reaction. It was quite something. And like I said at the end of the blast, it kind of revealed just how traumatized this fan base has been, how passionate they are, how on edge they are about pretty much everything. It's it's. I mean, we're right in the midst of a championship run. It hasn't felt like it for a lot of periods of time this year. And in fact, at times this year, I think we were all freaking out that the window had shut. 
without us really even seeing it happening. And and so I think right now we're in a good place with the basketball team. The basketball team's in a good place with themselves. And now the new owner is coming in, and hopefully this is going to be a galvanizing thing. Um, but, but it also speaks to a couple of fundamental things, and that is, number one, new owners, particularly billionaires, they've got big ideas, they've got a lot of friends, they've got a lot of money, they, they, they want to be involved and they want to do things their way with their people. So some level of change is coming to the Phoenix Suns. You can bet on that. And whether or not it's going to be something where James Jones is this team's general manager next year, I'm not sure I could give odds on that because this is the way it rolls. When Robert Sarver came in, um, Brian Colangelo was his general manager. That didn't work out very well because it, it's it, new people want their own guys. And the Isaiah Thomas report, while um, it has been unplugged, Temporarily, if not permanently, this is proof of that. That new guys, new owners want their own guys. Yes. The people that they trust. And you said it, big changes are coming to the Suns, and I agree with that because of what you just said. Hey, new owners want to make their mark. They want to be surrounded with their people that they're comfortable with. Big changes could be coming to the Suns by tomorrow in terms of roster standpoint, uh, roster standpoint. Uh, the trade deadline is tomorrow. The Suns have been rumored. They got in on the Kyrie Irving talks. It didn't happen for them. Uh, Chris Paul's name was leaked as a player that would be included in that deal. You know, We saw the first game of Chris Paul since that. We wondered, hey, what's his mindset now like moving forward? He looked pretty good last night. He didn't control the game offensively, but he had nine points. He had a lot of assists. Looked he had five steals. Yeah. He was very active yep. defensively. And, and and the the fact of the matter is when the Suns have their starting five together and they're on the floor together, um, like we saw for the first time since November last night, Chris Paul's probably your fifth uh, offensive option anyway. Last night I, I was watching the game and, and I said to myself that it is underrated, um, his thievery skills, Chris oh, his, Paul's. His hands are still elite. Elite, yeah. And, and he picked a couple of pockets yep. last night and it's his thievery skills are highly underrated. Yep. So. Five steals I, yeah, last listen, night. So, so Da Da was the marquee had uh, marquee performer last night. Book's return was a little ragged, but it started off good. Um, Mikhail was fabulous in the third quarter, and it was a it was a good win. That's yeah. a diminished Nets team, but still, it's a good win. Uh, about the trade possibilities, Jay Williams from ESPN was on with her his weekly visit with Wolf and Luke yesterday, uh, and shared what uh, what size the Suns need uh, size deal the Suns need to make in his opinion. Well, I think this team has a chance to be a contender, uh, for sure. I mean, look, the, the Western Conference is up for grabs, frankly. Uh, Denver is at the top of the Western Conference, and obviously Memphis is there, too. Memphis has its own challenges, and they have some of their own holes, and it's the same with Denver when we get into playoff basketball. So, you know, I, I wouldn't tell you that this Phoenix Sun team isn't one of the most experienced. It's a matter of them being healthy, considering all the injuries they've had throughout the course of this year. I guess the question I would ask you guys, because you guys are boots on the ground there, is do you see a future with the Andre Ayton at the center position and if your answer is you're unsure or no and that could be used as an asset along with a guy like Jay Crowder as long as you didn't have to get fleeced your entire team you know maybe that's Mikel Bridges even though I would 
I like to give him up, but a whole bunch of draft picks. Why wouldn't you be in for Kevin Durant? Yeah, I know. I, I, the Durant thing, I, I heard rumblings last night just on social media of people saying, hey, well, it's going to take a, a King's Ransom still to get Kevin Durant out of Brooklyn, even after the Kyrie Irving trade. Kevin Durant hasn't asked for anything. And I know right. there, was, there was more sleuthing going on last night. Hey, Kevin Durant wasn't at the game with his teammates last night. Why is that? We don't know. Uh, there's a lot of cryptic things that go on in the NBA. I, I would, if, if you're jonesing for the Suns to get Kevin Durant, I would say you're probably going to be jonesing into the summertime. That is my gut feeling as well. That if it does happen, it's going to happen after this year. Um, but, but at the same time, I think that who knows what's going to happen. Um, well, yeah, listen, again, I, I think there's – we, we've seen the ambition of the incoming owner of the Phoenix Suns already, uh-huh. and we've seen back-to-back great games from D.A., and it is the NBA. Yes. So, But I do, I would tend to agree with you. That's exactly where I would lean. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. also want to remind you to join Burns and Gambo tomorrow, February 9th from 2 to 6 at Safeway, 83rd Avenue in Camelback for Coca-Cola's Game Time Rewards. Meet NFL alum. Jay Feely and entered to win over $50,000 in prizes. Just head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete event details. Coming up next, as we continue our coverage from Media Row Super Bowl 57, brought to you by Canvas Annuity, uh, the body part that everybody's talking about going into Super Bowl 57. The condition of Patrick Mahomes' ankle, that and more NFL hash marks next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on this Wednesday. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Arizona Sports All Access. Presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. It's time for today's Arizona Sports All Access Qualifier. We're looking for Aaron Moser from Phoenix. Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. M-O-S-E-R. Aaron Moser from Phoenix. you got 10 minutes starting the clock right now. Call us at 602-260-9870 to qualify for your chance to win tickets to Super Bowl 45. Again, Aaron Moser of Phoenix. You're on the clock. 602-260-9870 to become our Arizona Sports All-Access Qualifier for today. Good luck. Now we continue our coverage from uh, Super Bowl 57, Media Row, Phoenix Convention Center. Our media coverage is brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings with Canvas Annuity. You're in the treatment room as much as possible. You have to make sure you get your rehab in. You have to make sure you get the mobility right, everything like that. Um, luckily, you got you had an extra week, so that helps out a ton. Um, but uh, you still just try to get whatever you can to be close as you can to 100% by game day. There might be some people, Beck, that uh, are worried about the condition of Patrick Mahomes' ankle, and uh, yeah, uh, it is hurt. It, it was obviously a significant injury. He left the first yep. playoff game. He hobbled through the second one. Uh, I don't think it's going to be an issue for for, yeah. for Patrick Mahomes okay. on, on Sunday. Uh, I think it becomes an issue if he gets hit. If he gets hit, and, sure. And that's what the Eagles tend to do very well. Yes. So, so again, I think that's this is kind of going to be one of the storylines of the Super Bowl, in my opinion. It's going to be sort of the the Eagles in their back alley style, their physical up front. Um, 
we're going to run the ball with three different running backs and our quarterback, and we're going to move you off the line of scrimmage, and we're going to rush the quarterback. It, it, it's that against the the finesse of the high-flying Chiefs. Not to put too fine of a point on it, but that's what it looks to me. And and if the Chiefs' offensive line can control the Eagles and, and detonate that pass rush, Hassan Reddick, again, I know Patrick Mahomes is generally elusive, but Hassan Reddick might be a Super Bowl MVP candidate. Dark horse going into this thing. He could be. I mean, if you were going to have an NVC, NFC Championship game MVP, Hassan Reddick would have been right in the running he for that. He would have been the guy. Yeah. And so when you look at the Eagles and you look at how how democratic they can be and merit uh, and the meritocracy their offense can be it's very possible they could win in a, in a dominant performance without anybody on offense really shining yeah and it might be a game where a defensive player might be might be at the forefront if if Hassan Reddick does a three sack kind of deal now if the, if the Eagles can't get anywhere anywhere near Patrick Mahomes then I agree with you then I think Patrick Mahomes and that offense they should be able to do some things yeah but uh, who has have the Eagles not been able to get to? That's the question. I know. And that's, uh, we'll have obviously sacks this past a lot more on the uh, Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl matchup as the week goes on Thursday and Friday. Big time uh, Super Bowl coverage and uh, more updates on Patrick Mahomes' ankle. But uh, there's not an update yet on the future plans of one Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers, as he does, went on the Pat McAfee show yesterday and uh, says when he will make a decision. Well, I'm still uh, in the art of contemplation about my future. And that's why I think it's going to be important um, to get through this week, and then uh, you know to uh, to take my uh, you know my isolation retreat, and just to be able to contemplate all things uh, my future, and then uh, and then make a decision that I feel like is is best for me moving forward, and in the highest interest of my happiness, and then uh, and move forward. Wait, uh, did you say isolation retreat, Aaron Rodgers? He's going. Yes. Yeah. Here's all more right. the details. On what he's up to. What's isolation retreat? We're just going into a cave. Are you not going to talk? You're not going to speak. One of those things. Yeah. Is it just you in there? And if you're just in there alone, do you know how many days you're in there? Are you taking an iPad, a book? Are we able to reach you? What? Is there it's, uh, it's four nights of uh, complete uh, darkness. What? It's a darkness retreat. Wow. And I've had you know a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences. And it's something that's been on my radar for a few years now. And I felt like it'd be awesome to do regardless of where I was leaning after this season so it's been on the calendar for uh, months and months and months and it's coming up uh, in a couple weeks so you walk into a room for four days or is it a cave where it's a, is it's a, it's a room it's a little house yeah and they just kind of black out the window brrr, everything's dropped down and then there's somebody like in there administering like sounds and what we're going through options of there's, a, there's a two way like a little slot that they'll they'll drop in uh, some food for you but it's uh, but it's it's uh, isolation and darkness. No, you know, no music, no nothing. What do you do during the day? Yeah, that that that's my question here. Now, it, it's is it an all day, all night? For, is it four complete days in you, dark? Is it ninety six hours in darkness? You can't have. I mean, and let, where are you going? Where it's dark for that? I mean, I guess you could manipulate where you. But he specified nights. It's and where four, are you going to the bathroom? It's four. <laughs> Oh, they, Jared, where are they going to the so, bathroom? Oh, you no. know this. This I, is your no. category. I absolutely know this because this was included in, in the, the, a later part of the interview. They asked him, does he wear a diaper or is there a bathroom? He says there is a bathroom, but you have the option of wearing an adult diaper. Oh. Ugh. 
And and as a treat to, to answer your question, I guess there doesn't necessarily have to be windows. It, it could just be a room with no windows at all, which would make it completely dark all the time. Doesn't this sound like on on your never-ending quest for self-realization? <clears throat> doesn't this sound like it would be something that would happen before the ayahuasca experiment? Yeah, it would seem to be a, a, a precursor of that. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I, mean, for, I, I tend to agree with that. I, I'm not overwhelmed by this because four nights of complete darkness is what I refer to as a Murata holiday weekend. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, it's like Thanksgiving weekend for you, right? That's the title What'd of the What'd you do? Memoir. Right, Nothing. four days of darkness. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, the but TV gave metaf- off But light. it's more metaphorical in, in, in your existence. Do you wear an adult diaper, Vince? Uh, no, no, no. I okay. take full advantage of the bathroom facilities that are provided to yeah. me. And, and then, then the day prior, there were reports coming out of Pebble Beach that, that he is going to now sell and market something on the ayahuasca level, that he's going to become an entrepreneur in that realm. So this is all a scam, very much the way the TB12 yeah, thing is a scam, that, dude. Some, is that something you really want out there? Something that alters your mind that much? <laughs> you want that more available to the masses? I think it's probably good if you want ayahuasca. You've got to go to Chile to get it. Yeah, yeah, although it is legal Alcohol in the United States, alters the mind pretty badly, and here we are. So I don't know. Don't you talk bad about it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm just, I'm just saying, for comparing it side by side, I don't know. Yeah, uh, you're not. You don't hallucinate. You're, you're not. Well, you could. You might. <laughs> yeah. You might. Right. Is Aaron the worm Rogers at the bottom married. of the bottle? Aaron Rodgers is the worst. <laughs> what a piece of work this guy is. <laughs> Have we heard from Aaron Moser yet, Jarrett? No. We've heard from Aaron Moser's sister, whose son is also named Aaron Moser. Okay. But the the what the actual Aaron Moser that we're looking for has not called in yet. All right, get Uncle Aaron on the phone then. I mean, this this should be a no-brainer, right? You got 2 minutes and 30 seconds Aaron Moser to give us a call at 602-260-9870 and if you do that, you will become our Wednesday qualifier for Arizona Sports All Access that includes tickets to Super Bowl 57. If you don't, well, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Coming up next, we'll talk some Suns basketball with the legendary Hall of Fame voice of the Suns, Al McCoy, joins us straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Suzanne, CP3 for three. Al, about the Suns. Hall of Famer Suns broadcaster Al McCoy calls in to talk Suns with Bickley and Murata. Suns win. The Suns win. Al, about the Suns. Driven by Sanderson Ford. Yeah, Aaron Moser did not call within the 10 minutes, so we got to open up the phone lines again real quick. 602-260-9870 to caller number what, Vic? Caller number four, Vinny. Caller four, 602-260-9870. You could jump into Aaron's spot and be our all-access qualifier for Wednesday and be eligible to win tickets to Super Bowl 57. Again, caller number four, 602-260-9870. It's that time of the week where we talk to the legendary voice of the Phoenix Suns, the Hall of Famer, Al McCoy, Al about the Suns, and Al joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Al, good morning to you. Well, good morning, and uh, probably last night, I think you both would agree, was maybe the most
most complete game uh, the Suns have uh, played, uh, at least in recent times. Uh, from start to finish, they, they were pretty complete the way they played the game. And although that old bugaboo closing out at the end uh, did pop up, it uh, was a pretty good performance. Yeah, I would agree with you, Al. And uh, it turns out having your, uh, your, your projected starting five together on the floor pays some dividends, doesn't it? Well, it, it certainly does, and uh, it was great to see Booker back out there. Uh, hit his first two shots like he'd never been gone, had 19 points. Obviously, it's going to take him a little while to really get back in the swing of things. He's missed a lot of games, as you've indicated, but it was great to have him there. And then, of course, the uh, the game by DeAndre Ayton was a, was a classic. His contribution was certainly huge. Yeah, you know, and it's, and it's funny because I've been, I've been riding the roller coaster with D.A. for four-plus years here, Al, and about a week ago my frustration was peaking again. The last two games he's been sensational, and it's amazing where this team's ceiling goes when he plays like that. Well, no question. He did say, you know, after the game, this is the best that he has felt physically all year. So we hope that's an indication of things to come. But again, what we've seen in these big games, and we've talked about this a great deal this year with D.A., uh, when he gets the ball, when they start to concentrate on him uh, offensively, he seems to be able to get the job done. If he's not in position to handle the ball a great deal, he doesn't make that kind of contribution. Now, of course, a lot depends on how he is defended. And obviously, last night, the Nets didn't have anything to defend the DA. And he really was a huge, huge contributor. But uh, again, as I said, I thought it was a pretty complete game by the Suns. Now, that old bugaboo of letting teams come back at the end was still there. But I do have to give them credit because uh, last couple of defensive stands late in that game, they really did step up to nail down the victory. Al McCoy, the Hall of Famer, our weekly guest on Wednesdays here on Bickley and Murata Mornings as we talk Suns basketball. It's a, it's a big week for the Suns. We've mentioned how well they're playing. Nine out of their last 11 in the win column, Al. The new owner is going to be introduced today. The trade deadline is tomorrow. I wanted to rewind a little bit and get your reaction to the news from earlier this week, or actually over the weekend, where Kyrie Irving gets traded from Brooklyn to Dallas, but the Suns were in on those talks to the point where we got names of players that were offered by the Suns in that deal. Just wanted to get your reaction to both sides of that, the Kyrie Irving uh, interest by the Suns and the fact that Chris Paul's name was mentioned in those trade rumors. Well, first of all, uh, I'm not an Irving fan, and I would have been shocked if the Suns would have made a massive deal to bring him in. And as far as players' names that are mentioned by those so-called experts, I just never really pay any attention to them because uh, you, you never know. I mean, these so-called experts say, we've heard or we have learned. Uh, that doesn't mean much to me. That doesn't mean much to me. So uh, I, I don't know how you feel about Fair it. Fair enough. But, uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, all right. Is there a general excitement now, again, for a guy who's pretty much seen everything in the NBA, is there a general excitement that, that what a new owner might be bringing to this equation? Oh, I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, I have a lot of friends back in the Detroit, Michigan area, and they have so many positive things to say about the Suns' new owner that everybody can hardly wait. I think it's a tremendous move. I think he's a tremendous individual that loves the game. He's going to be a tremendous asset to the league and a tremendous asset to the Suns. It's, uh, it's exciting times, no question about it, for the Phoenix Suns and the Mercury. 
Yeah, and I know people are maybe bracing, and we ha- we go through this every year at the trade deadline out, maybe bracing for a big franchise-changing deal. I, I don't see that happening at this point. I don't think Bick sees that happening at this point. That doesn't mean that the Suns are complete, though. We're both in agreement that right now, with the uncertainty about Cameron Payne moving forward and his injury seeming to linger longer than we thir- first thought it was uh, would, that a backup point guard is very important to what the Suns need moving forward. Would you agree, and is there another area you'd like to see them beef things up at? Well, we've talked about it before, and you make a very strong point there because we just don't know uh, Campaign's future from the injury that he is suffering from, and uh, they could use uh, that point guard protection, no question about it. I just don't look for any massive changes. If they can make an addition, I think they obviously will try and do that. But again, some confidence from watching this team last night, the way they played, uh, they won nine of their last 11. They're starting to get things in place. They're starting to get uh, healthy for the most part, for the starters at least. And uh, I really would be shocked with any huge, massive changes. Although, uh, let's get realistic with the new ownership and uh, the background of uh, the new ownership. Uh, who knows what might happen in the next week. Um, as Vinny points out to me, I suppose we have to honor LeBron James, even though I am not a fan, Al, and Vinny isn't a fan of LeBron James. But he did uh, he did pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the all-time scoring mark last night. What, what does it all mean? Well, I'm, I'm like you. I've never been a big fan, but how can you not be? Because the way he has played the game, uh, his consistency, game in and game out, the way that he has taken care of himself, the contribution that he's made has been huge. And I think he certainly does deserve the, the honor. I don't think there's any question about that. Times are different. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was a different type player. But you certainly have to give LeBron the credit the way he has sustained physically, mentally. Yes. The contribution that he's made, certainly the honor is well-deserved. I am not going to call him the greatest of all time, though, Al. I, I, I agree with everything you say. <laughs> I am not going there. Well, as we've talked so many times, uh, to me, uh, that's something that is very difficult to answer. Who is the greatest of all time? I don't know. I've seen most of them. I've enjoyed the great play by the yep, great players. And I still would have a tough time answering that question. Well. Oh. Okay. Okay, guys. Thank you, Al. We appreciate it. There's Al. We, we uh, dropped off yeah. for a second. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we dropped out. I just, I just, uh, just to finish up there, I just said, you know, I've had uh, the opportunity the last 51 years to watch and, and describe the action of some of the greatest players ever, yet I still would not be able to say who was the greatest of all time, wow. but certainly LeBron James would be on the list. Yes, uh, and the debate is what makes it great. We talked about that earlier, that everybody has an opinion on it, depending on your viewpoint or depending on your, your lifespan. I think everybody's got an opinion on the greatest, and I, I, I think that's, that's a good thing, Al. Oh, no question. That's what makes it fun, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Always fun to talk to you, Al. We'll do it again next week. Be well. Okay, have a good one, guys. Thanks. Al McCoy, the legendary Hall of Fame voice of the Phoenix Suns, our guest weekly here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. Wanna Great. Keep- yeah, greatest player of all time. It's it's settled, man. It's Tom Gugliotta. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm... Uh, Googs! I'm, I'm partial to uh, people whose last names end in Ada. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, Jennifer Staples was our caller number four. Congratulations, Jennifer. Your name goes into the mix now. You could be our Arizona Sports All Access winner. Uh, if you have not gotten involved yet, just text the word SUPER to 620-620. That will get you entered. Wolf and Luke will call a name today. Burns and Gamble will call a name today. So listen for your name. And then when we ask you to, call in within the time frame. It's a pretty simple thing. Coming up next, we will talk to a Super Bowl winning head coach. Brian Billick joins us from Media Row at Super Bowl 57. Our coverage brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings with Canvas Annuity here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Media Row. Yeah, Bickley Murata Mornings continues here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It is our pleasure to be joined on set here at Media Row for Super Bowl 57 by a man who's got a, a Super Bowl ring on as we speak, the head coach of the Super Bowl 35 champion Baltimore Ravens. Brian Billick joins us on set. Coach, good morning. Thank Thanks you for, for having by. me. This Hello, is great. Brian. How are you? I'm doing great. Super Bowl's got to be a special time for you, and we'll get to all that. But uh, you are here on behalf of X-Tech, uh, and, and tell us about what X-Tech is all about. Well, I've been with X-Tech, Pat from the beginning when Broad Broderick uh, approached me 10 years ago um, I was intrigued by the potential of X-Tech Pass and that being that the game has changed so much in terms of technologies from where we train and prepare uh, uh, physically and mentally with the players uh, and of course we've taken the head out of the game which is a priority of the NFL in particular well that just makes pads all that much more important mm-hmm. and pads hadn't changed in 40 years until now and the technology has allowed us to put together it's the best pad it's the most used pad in, in all of football, pro football, college football. Uh, it's getting that way in high school, working our way down to the youth level uh, even. It's, uh, you know, in the old days, big guys had big pads and little guys had big pads, little pads, and that That's was true. right. That is yeah. true. Now, it's like everything, everything is just individually fitted to the degree it has to do with your, your height, your weight, your injury history, the position you play, uh, your experience level, as it should be to basically form fit the pads to give you the ultimate protection, and that's why it's the number one pad in football. All right, now, as a Super Bowl-winning head coach, you know the process very well. What are these teams feeling right now as the game draws near? Well, it's Wednesday is the first day that there's kind of normalcy. You know, the, the the off week and getting everything together organizationally and tickets and travel and wherever he's going to be and grandma and grandpa and the whole nine yep. yards. And then you get down here and media day on Monday and Tuesday and just everything that is the NFL and, and the Super Bowl. But Wednesday, you get back on the field. And now, as a coach, this is where you try to bring it back to a sense of normalcy for the rest of the week. That the guys, even though the ramifications and the stage is so much bigger, this is just a game. And we can do this. We yeah. know how to do this. And it begins with your preparation on Wednesday, uh, all the way through uh, Friday. Um, and re- actually, Friday after the p- last practice until game day is the longest period <laughs> of time in your life because you try to keep your players engaged, but you try not to wear them out and keeping that balance between everything that's going on around them and keeping their focus on the task at hand. Now, I covered your Super Bowl, and and I remember during that week how combative the Ravens were, and you were at the front of that mm-hmm. with the media because the media, they right. all wanted to get to Ray. They right. all wanted to get into that story, and you very wisely took all the attention of them and took all of that yourself. 
Do you remember that? I, what do you recall? When I that? called them ambulance chasers? You think that, <laughs> yes. You yes. Think that I do remember that. Well, you remember, we had dealt with that all year long. Yeah. Since the Ray Lewis incident the year before. In training camp, we made Ray available and, and answered all the questions he possibly could. And then and as a team said, okay, now we're moving forward. But, of course, during the course of the season, every time we went on the road, every Sunday morning, you'd get up, have your coffee, you'd open the paper, and there's a picture of Ray Lewis in the orange jumpsuit and the whole yeah. – and reliving the whole thing. And we did that all year long and, and got to the end of the year that said, okay, been there, done that. We've said absolutely everything that you possibly can. And then on the way down here uh, that night before, um, a piece was run by Jeremy Schapp that I thought was a cheap shot that that uh, regurgitated it all back up. And I thought, okay, this this is the, this is what they plan on doing. Uh, I got up in front of the media that first uh, interview and said, look, uh, you're not qualified, and we're not going to do it. We're here to to play football because we've done the other. It's yes. not like we've hidden from it. It's not like we haven't answered the questions. Right. So they didn't much care for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it served its it was purpose, something. It, and our players right. uh, kept their focus, and uh, the outcome was pretty. It good. was a great move, Ryan Billick, our guest here on Arizona Sports. And then you went out on that Sunday and absolutely just yeah. annihilated the Giants. I still think competitively one of the most mismatched Super Bowls of all time. But what? And, and I was watching part of the thirty for thirty yeah. on, on your team, which was, which was fantastic, by the way. And to see the event with all the players back right. together, where they got a lot of footage, I didn't quite remember or recall, Coach, that. Your team was a, a quote machine. It, it, I oh, mean, yeah. just with yourself, with Shannon Sharp, with Ray Lewis, with Tony Siragusa. Terrell, no, Terrell Suggs was later. Yeah, I, keep, yeah. I keep wanting yes. to put him on your team. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, you know, I always say that team had a lot of characters, mm-hmm. but we had a lot of character, too. That's why we agreed to do hard knocks the next year to let people see. Because, again, we were perceived, whether it was because coming off the Ray Lewis situation, the fact that we were so dominant defensively, that that, that bully mentality. That's how people thought of us. And uh, there were a lot of characters, but it was a team that, that rallied around that. Uh, as they always used to say, if you can't you can't talk it, you're not going to walk it. Uh-huh. You know, and, and so they backed it up. And uh, they had a lot of passion yes. for it. Uh, and it wasn't necessarily aimed at anybody, or it just was their passion, and they wore it on their sleeves and uh, and had a great time with it. And obviously it's it served the purpose of that team very well. Yeah, and I, the, the Shannon Sharp uh, quotes from the sideline, the footage that was oh, in the yeah. 30 for 30. We said it, now what are you going to do? But right. the best one of all was uh, locker room post the the Tennessee game yes. where, where you made the speech, hey, you got to give your good opponent credit. Now shut the cameras off. <laughs> and what followed was legendary. It was such a rivalry. It was a great rivalry. Yeah. You know, obviously the Pittsburgh rivalry was the number one thing in, Pittsburgh, in, in Baltimore all those years. But you got to remember, they were in our division back uh-huh. then. That was the old AFC Central. And along with what is now the AFC uh, uh, North had we also had Tennessee and Jacksonville. Yes, and Tennessee we we were both good at the same time. So you knew you were going to cost one another, and we had some some great battles. And uh, they they didn't like the fact that we could keep, come in that year and beat them the first time they had ever had a loss in Adelphi Stadium, and they uh, they didn't uh, uh, speak well of it. Yeah, and our guys loved that. So when we came back uh, in. And they were the best team in football, yeah. as anointed by by Sports Illustrated, and they were. Yeah, you know, they had thirteen and three or whatever. Uh, our guys uh, loved that; they relished 
it and uh, stepped up to the task. And to your credit, you didn't suppress that team's personality. All right, yeah. you've spent some time in the Valley. You're aware of the Cardinals and what right. they're going through. We're going through a head coaching search here. Yeah. How much is a how much is our quarterback Kyler Murray an, an impediment for a coach who might want to come into Arizona? Is he an impediment? No, I don't think it is. It, when you every year when the, we get into the coaching carousel, I'm always asked, "Well, how do you rate these jobs?" Well, what you're really saying is, so "How do I rate these quarterbacks?" Yeah, because that's really the difference in terms of where a team is right now, um, and, and it's it's no coincidence that Sean Payton took a job with Russell Wilson. All that those that believe maybe he's on the back end of it, I still think he can play. Um, if you have a choice, it's usually going to be based around do I have the quarterback? Because this is a league that you, if you either have a quarterback well, you or don't. you're in the process of yep. getting a quarterback. Yep. I think Kyler Murray obviously has shown he can be a dynamic talent. It's got to be structured in the right way. The team has got to be put around him. And just you're looking at a team in the Philadelphia Eagles and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. That the the key to their success, and you got to give Andy Reid and Coach Solano the the the, um, the credit for it, is they've wrapped a team around the uh-huh. unique talents of their quarterback and have matched that. And and that's going to be the job. Whoever takes the job, and and I think Kyler Murray is a dynamic talent. We've seen that, but it's got to be structured in the right the right team has to be wrapped around him, and that's going to be the challenge. My partner mentioned your time in the Valley. That includes a consultant job yep. under Herm Edwards with Arizona State Football. Admittedly, you came into Arizona State Football at a weird time. Yeah. How would you describe your experience with the Sun? Well, uh, it was, you know, obviously my relationship with Herm and, and Ray Anderson. Uh, uh-huh. Ray was my agent uh, years and years ago prior before going into the league uh, office and then coming down to Arizona State. And because they were going through this transition and they had brought Marvin Lewis in, who had worked for me in Baltimore, um, uh, in a similar capacity. They needed to do it because of what was going on on the offensive side. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being around the players. Uh, I loved uh, experiencing that and seeing where it is. I will say this. Football needs some major adjustment. Um, <laughs> we are uh, in agreement Somebody with you. in charge, is, maybe? Yes, yeah, somebody needs to reckon. I, I loved uh, Mike Krzyzewski when, after the, uh, the the Final Four last year, given the stature that he had, basically said, guys, this is screwed up. This is, we, <laughs> right. we, you got to get this. And I don't know who's going to do it. Um, that balance between what the players should have the, have the, the right to do, but that balance between the NIL money and the portal, and it, you, you've got because right now it, um, I'm, I'm fearful of what it's going to do to college football and the way it's trickling down. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it needs to be brought under control. Coach, thanks so much for stopping by. This I want to give you an Thank opportunity you, again to mention uh, X Tech equipment. Uh, you know, for, for people who might be listening, parents who have kids in high school football want to get the best in equipment. Yeah. How can they do X-TechPads. that? XTechPads.com. You can look at it online. All the major programs, as I said before, the best, uh, the best uh, attribute. I can give to it. I've got two grandsons that are playing the game, young kids, and they're going. When we can get it down into use, they're going to have X Tech. It is the best protection for our players in this great game, a game that is physical and can be violent at times. We need to protect them. X Tech pads is the way to do it. XTechPads.com. Great to talk to you. Thanks so much for the great, time. Guys. I, I didn't you, even Brian. get a chance to talk to you about your match game uh, appearance. Oh boy, that was that's that. a dream of mine to be on a game show. <laughs> that was yeah. another coat and a lot of hair. Next, uh, go next time. Thanks. All right, guys. Brian, Brian, bigger dreams, Mariah. I do. That's right. (laughs) Thank you, Brian. Brian Billick joining us here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.